welcome to Stateside F1. I'm Joe Leonardo. Meow. Meow, meow, meow. That man making the sound of, I'm going to say, uh, five cars crashing out of the race, DNFing, engines exploding, all that stuff in Singapore, is the one and only Andrew Berger. Hey guys, how you doing? Good to be back. And we are talking Singapore. Crazy race, man. That was just... That was the most action-packed race I've seen. Probably since... what's uh, What was the last race last year? Dubai, Abu Dhabi? I Yeah. Not No disrespect to those countries, but it's... They have very similar names. People ask me to recap some things that happened earlier in this year, and I will say the actions that happened, but I forget which race they happened at, because to me, like... Every country in Europe is just Europe. I guess that's <laughs> more of an ignorance on myself. I do the same with the U.S. Like every southern state is the South to me. I don't know the difference between Tennessee and Alabama. Well, see, so that's the that's what's so funny. The, the South, see, these days it's getting so not diversified. I guess I would say the South. What it would be like Georgia, Alabama. I don't even know. Mississippi, I don't know. Louisiana and like the northern parts of Florida. Yeah, the panhandle of Florida. But I mean, like you're saying, those cities are getting their identities uh, reclaimed or invented. But, um, you know, the rural areas are still the rural areas. But anyways, Singapore, crazy race, crazy race. We had five cars DNF. We only had 15 people finish. Somehow Haas still didn't get any points. Um, five cars gone. Schumacher's just getting it. He's getting dirtied. He's he's worth more than than he's getting. George pushed Mick off the track and then kind of blamed him, saying, "Oh well, I left him enough room." When obviously he just closed the door on him. I mean, that takes. I feel like that takes a play out of Hamilton's book. You know, Hamilton the entire race, man. I mean. Uh, I don't know. Hamilton was a bit whiny this race, and then he just blew it, which was so funny to me. Yeah, rookie mistake. From what I heard was he wanted full wets, but they saw everyone else put intermediates on, so the team was like, no, you're getting intermediates. And then Hamilton was like, screw y'all. And he was like cursing, not cursing them out, but you know, complaining. He said, "You effed me." Oh, he did. Oh, so all right, he cursed. I think them he out. said, "Yeah, I think he cursed him out." And again, like we talked about before on the radio, and they know this is public. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the incident in the previous race. Um, and then it was just so funny when Hamilton went into the wall. You know what that? You know what that reminded me of? Actually, just now, it reminds me of a time where, you know, like in. It's in like every rom-com and Hallmark movie when like the, let's say in a heterosexual relationship here, like the man is like, the husband's like yelling at the wife being like, you did this, like, this is wrong. I knew I had this right, blah, blah, blah. And then it turns out the wife or the girlfriend was right. And that and those like stereotypical incidents reminded me of Hamilton just being like, oh shit, I just went into the wall. I'm sorry, guys. You're saying like the classic 
she's always like the right one and the guy is like the breadwinner but he's like the the fat dumb one yeah like honeymooners like simpsons like family guy i guess those are more sitcoms than rom-coms i guess i would say rom-coms are more the guy is a man boy and the woman is going to fix him oh god or maybe that's just matthew mcconaughey rom-coms i don't know I, but I, I agree with what I agree with your sentiment. I'm so done with those kind of stories. Like, well, I think the world is. That's like mid 2000s. <laughs> yeah, but I think the funny. I guess my generation kind of grew up with that. So when I was in college, I had a lot of friends that would date these guys that were just, you know, n- not mature enough. They'd be like, no, I'm going to fix him. I'm going to make him a better person. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Like, this is going to be really fun to watch you just like spiral down. <laughs> and it's always funny. <laughs> the Hamilton into the wall situation was lap 33. Um, and I think he just hit the brakes way too early, right? Or was it right? No, no, way too late. Yeah. And it went straight into the wall. But I will say this, two things about Hamilton. He took full blame on the radio. Because I think... Maybe he was like, I cursed these guys out earlier, and then I just crashed straight into the wall. So he's like, completely my fault. And also, he went right back into the race. He did. And teared it up with his front wing sparking up on the ground. And Verstappen was on the radio going, hey, this man is dangerous. Like, get him off. He needs that black and orange. Yes. I actually loved seeing Verstappen when he went into the safety road. So he just spun the car around right away, almost like Sebastian Vettel style. Yeah. So I was like, hmm, did they both learn that at Red Bull? Or are they <laughs> both just legends? I'd say the latter. I th- definitely like legends. There was another person that did I feel like Gasly also had that moment, but that's AlphaTauri, so I guess that's Red Bull as well. Uh, you're right. I was surprised when I saw Verstappen just go after... Ghastly in the Alpha Tower, just the pace difference was mind boggling to me. Big time. And I do believe there's a little bit of like team camaraderie where Ghastly just let him through. I don't know if it's because yeah. they're both Red Bull owned teams and like, hey, we want to get for Sappin as much points as possible. And like someone on the radio, like Corner can jump on Alpha Tower's radio if he wants to. I didn't Marco. know that. Can he? I don't, I don't know. Actually, I said that. But I know Marco literally is the controls both teams. I will say that. I don't know oh. about Horner being able to talk to Alphatari. But I know Marco can talk to both teams, obviously, because he's like the boss of both teams. Yeah, Marco's like, he's like the evil guy. He's, yeah, he's like the Mojo Jojo of Red Bull. <laughs> My, I think my favorite line, I think it was Franz Tost who said it. Whoever runs Alfa Romeo, he, <laughs> it was so funny. He's like, you never know what's going to happen in a race. It could be, you know, uh, an engine breakdown, a gearbox issue, or you could get Latifi'd. <laughs> <laughs> There's like, that wow. great meme I saw the other day that was like, because of penalties, because Latifi... Who did he mess up? Mick, right? No, no, no. Guan Yu Joe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah, Russell was the Mick situation. Um, because of his wild, what, what the, is he just not looking in his mirrors? I don't understand what that situation was. Anyways, because of the whole, he got 
penalized because of the whole issue with Joe. And there was a meme that said, um, because of penalties, Latifi will start from F2 for Japan. (laughs) 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 I was like, man, these people are so quick and so funny. Like the race (laughs) just ends. And if you go on Instagram or Twitter, there's already a host of memes. It's like there's people that just work in a writer's room just making memes of these races. And they're so funny. Oh, my God. I mean, yeah, Latifi is just, I didn't think he was as uncompetitive as he was in previous years, I guess I could say. Just this year, it just is like shown so much more how inexperienced he is in in Formula One racing. Yeah, he's he doesn't deserve a seat. No, he really does not. Yeah, and Albon, what did he do? Yeah, he hit his front wing and then they pulled the car. They DNF'd. So there must have been an issue with him. And they they also pulled Latifi as well. Yeah. Yeah, Williams was out. Um, Alpine, it should have been their race. Oh, my God. That was just a disaster. No one wants to race for Alpine, dude. Yeah. Oh, I'll also say lap seven is when the Joe Guan Yu Latifi incident happened. Yes. So there's that. And then the full, oh, and then a full safety de- uh, safety car was deployed on lap eight because of that issue. Yeah. That was, that was, which was interesting to me. I don't know why it wasn't a virtual safety car because they were, Latifi and Joe were already in safe areas. They weren't on the track, I believe. I think Latifi was literally right by, I think his car was already off the track or close to being off the track, at least out of the way of the the line. I don't understand why they did full safety car. Maybe because of the rain? Because of the rain, yeah. The track was just so slippery. It was... Yeah, they had a huge downpour. There was an hour delay for that race. It was it was like Hurricane... Uh, excuse me. It was like Hurricane... Uh, whatever the hurricane was in Florida, like came to... Singapore for an hour. Oh, really? It was crazy. Wow, that's a, and it still kept its strength traveling that far. Wait, was it that hurricane, or am no. I being dumb? No, you're, <laughs> you're, you're being Latifi a little bit. <laughs> oh no, my brain has DNF'd. <laughs> uh, Perez, Perez, I forgot to put him in my bracket for forecast F one. I did my top 10, and I'm like, this looks pretty good, but I feel like I'm forgetting something. No. And I didn't put Perez in, and he got first. That whole battle he had with Leclerc when there were 20 minutes to go, when it became a timed race because they were going to hit that three-hour mark. Right. So there's 20 minutes to go, and then Leclerc and Perez were just going after each other, and each were locking up. So there was a moment for overtaking. Leclerc just couldn't pass Perez. And it was just fantastic defense on Checo's part. But there was a big lockup from Perez. And I thought to myself, I'm like, this is it. Crash, please, because I need you out of the top 10. Because my (laughs) predictions are going to be ruined. But all that said, man, he was driving for his life. As George was saying about Mick, by the way. But, um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Crikey. This guy's driving for his life. Uh, yeah. Cause Mick is driving for a seat next no year, Georgie. Crap. Boy. That, what a stupid thing to say. I, 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 the more 
I listen to George Russell in Mercedes, the more I hate him. I I guess I liked him in Williams just because like you're the underdog. Yeah. But now as like I don't know, he just seems like because he's also so British too. He just has this colonial vibe that I just hate. There's just something about him that makes me think like, oh, this royalty, this fancy boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he was at the Queen's funeral, George. Wow, how disrespectful. Yeah, exactly. Um, but to finish up with Checo, uh, man, what an excellent drive on Checo's part. And then he gets the five second delay, or like the um potential. The potential five second delay, which ended up happening. So the radio engineer was like, uh, the race engineer was like, you need to extend your um lead. And he does to yeah. seven seconds. So gives him a nice two second gap. Killed it. Killed it. Driver of the day, by the way, I also want to mention. Oh, he complete. He deserves driver of, of like this, the third half, like the last half of the race. Well, I mean, it's still too early to say that. But if it if nothing's as exciting as Singapore, which won't happen, there'll be exciting races. You know, he's definitely a contender. Also, yeah. second place for driver of the day. I think Ricardo was second. Which deserved as well. Yeah, Ricardo. Yeah, we didn't discuss McLaren. A 4-5, McLaren. Yeah, that was just... Yeah, and Lando becoming a DJ. But yeah, <laughs> Ricardo, Ricardo did say it was a bit of luck. But he still made it. I mean, Ricardo still got it. He's just not in the right car. Yeah, he's and he's on an old setup. For McLaren, Lando has all the upgrades. Daniel doesn't. I think Daniel gets his upgrades in Japan. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, it seems like at least McLaren hasn't totally tried to screw Ricardo over like what happened at Red Bull where after he announced he was leaving the team, his car would just explode every other race. I mean, they're close to it, I will say. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't have the upgrades, but I don't know. I think Zach Brown is uh, better at pretending to be a good guy than Christian Horner. Christian Horner, you know that he's just like... He plays his part. And you know what? The sport needs it. You need to have, like if this is football, you need to have the Belichicks. You need to have the, the team principal or the coach that fans hate. And they love to hate. Oh, yeah. I mean, Doug Peterson, for me, was just... He was too much for me. He's too... After the Eagles, which is my home team, won. I don't know. He just... He, I, I don't like him. <laughs> He's just... like the, His choice of words was just... It was too too religious for me. Football is a sport, not a, not a religious game. Oh, it's a religion to people. Oh my lord! And it's on. It's on Sundays. People pray for their team to win. They think of things as an act of God. They eat a bunch of unhealthy food, but yet somehow survive. An act of God would be the Jets versus the uh, the Bills in the Super Bowl, and neither team would win. The Bills were close last year, right? Didn't they make it to Eastern Conference? I remember correctly, and they lost to Mahomes. I, know, I didn't make it to synagogue that week, so I, I didn't get to <laughs> pray for them. I think it was Bills versus the Chiefs 
and they lost the Chiefs because I, I wanted to see the Bills uh, get to the Super Bowl. Oh my god! And then Mahomes obviously lost to to Brady. Was that last year? I can't remember. My years are all Brady. Did did Bucks win last year? Or was that the year before? I think they won last year. I think it was last year. Yeah, I think it was last year. And then Brady announced his retirement, and he came back looking like a skeleton. He looks so unhealthy now. Because probably his his wife is starving him of his roids. Or his like, yeah, he, he's on a crazy diet, though. His diet's like all prescription or something. I don't know. He's always been like insanely healthy. I wonder if he's a vegan. I know the Beatles are now. Well, the Beatles are just two people. I know McCartney yeah. is full vegan, but McCartney's always been vegetarian since like the 70s. Really? Yeah, McCartney's been like a very uh, huge popular figure for vegetarianism and now yeah. I think veganism. And his his daughter, Stella McCartney, she's a fashion designer and she does like no animal cruelty, um, high fashion clothes. So all of her clothes is non-leather, um, nothing's tested on animals, all that stuff. Oh, speaking, yeah, speaking of not being able to wear leather, this tonight into tomorrow starts the uh, the Jewish holiday uh, Yom Kippur. I gotta say, like, I learn a lot of Jewish facts uh, on this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> being the well, Catholic. <laughs> well, like, one of the rules is you're not allowed to wear leather, because it's like the uh, the holiday of, like, asking for forgiveness for whatever sins you may have done, and I'm probably gonna continue to do sins throughout the holiday. Yeah. Um, Evil boy. Oh, you know it. Right, I got my little horns like ACDC. <laughs> yeah. I thought you about to say like the emoji. I'm a, little, <laughs> I'm a little devil emoji. Yes, I'm the cutest evil person a, you'll ever meet. Yeah. What a non-threatening thing to say. I'm a little <laughs> devil emoji. But cool facts about Stella Mc- Well, I Hamilton's a vegan. I think a lot of the grid are... Yeah, I think a lot of the grid is as well, but Hamilton's the brand. So I feel like non-meat diets are very good for you because you end up eating a lot of vegetables, which is high in fiber. The thing is, like, don't tell me these things. I know, like, it's people are like, oh, you need to avoid sugar, avoid sugar, avoid sugar. This is high sugar. Well, really, it's you're eating sugar, but in nature, sugar is always in tandem with fiber. If you look at all fruit, all vegetables, things that are high in sugar are also high in fiber. And with cooking, especially modern cooking, they render out all the fiber and you're just left with the sugar. So you're only getting half of what you're supposed to be getting, which you'd get in nature. So uh. your body is turning that sugar into fat or it's burning it or it's raising your glucose very high or whatever. I don't know how the hell it works. But um, yeah, yeah the, the fiber is supposed to balance it out. So, Oh, my God. Anyways, that- that's our little health tip for today hi everybody joe leonardo here and this is andrew berger along with being the hosts of stateside f1 andrew and i are audio engineers with thousands of hours of podcast experience between the both of us we've worked with a wide variety of companies from google to discovery as editors mixers sound designers and even social media managers If it's a companion podcast for a TV show or just a hobby among friends, we can help you with your podcast. Feel free to reach out to us at statesidef1 at gmail.com. So Snoda out at 36. Yeah, he looked really upset too. 
Yeah, Albon out 26. He crashed front wing into wall, which is so crazy because he had the same crash as almost Hamilton, but Hamilton was like, I'm still doing it. Oh, no, but he also had an engine issue, too. That's right. And that was that that triggered a virtual safety car, which made me think like, yeah, why is why was Joe's a full safety car and Ocon's a virtual safety car, which is interesting. Well, there were because Joe, there were two cars that had to get rid of and Joe's car had a broken steering arm. So it's even harder to move the car. Gotcha. 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 And then what else? We mentioned everything else for the DNFs. Oh, I loved watching around lap 14, Alonzo holding off for Stappen for as long as he did. That just felt like Alonzo being classic, chaotic, neutral Alonzo. Yeah, that's Alonzo being like, I'm still here, man. He, that I, I feel like Senna would have done something like that because he'd just be so pissed that he's still racing. Totally. Um, <laughs> exactly. He used to be the big dog, but now no one cares. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love seeing Alonzo's car just crap out. Yeah, lap 21. That also issued another virtual safety car. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'll have to look up the rules, the difference of what calls for a virtual safety car. I think you're right. I, I, I think you're right that it was because of two cars, and it was earlier on, and things were just very wet, where it was one car, and they are able to just focus 100% on one car. So I think yeah. that's the reason why the virtual versus... I mean, I'd still look up those rules, but mm-hmm. that feels right to me. And right now I'm just going off of how I feel. Just Checo is just... Did Checo win Monaco this year? Yeah, he won Monaco this year. That feels like forever ago. <laughs> it basically was, because the way my mind works is like the school year, the start of the school year is the new year. Not like January. But yeah, Perez. And you know what's so sad about that? Is it's another where uh, Leclerc took pole and then lost. He had an incredible start, Perez. He was just, he had a better reaction time. Oh, 100%. His start was flawless. He was flawless that whole race. Yeah, Verstappen's start was crazy. I I never would have expected such a bad start from Verstappen. He went down a few places. Like, yeah, he, he... It was really bad. He almost went into anti-stall, which was crazy. He, he... He seemed to be having trouble with his car the whole time, it looked like. Yeah, he... Yeah, he did. He... Well, what? He started in 13th, and he finished in 7th? So I, I thought mean, he started... Still I thought he started 8th. Did he? Am I wrong? I think he started 8th, and then he lost four spots. Uh, all right, so to me, that's still starting in, what, 12th then? 12th, 13th? Yeah, oh, I see what you're saying. When everything's getting going, what spot was he? When everything got going, what spot was yeah. he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was surprised Russell had such a ridiculous weekend. I expected <sighs> oh him to God. do better. I expected more from you. He was the guinea pig. They put him on those mediums, and everyone was just watching Russell, being like, okay, let's... See what not to do. Russell became officially driver two. He had the opportunity to become, to become driver one all season. And then he came back down to two. But I wow. will say this. I think Russell still got that point because he pitted for mediums lap 22, just focusing on fastest lap. 
and they got fastest lap because of it. So that's something. So you got one point. Yeah. But yeah, I guess one point for the constructors and the driver. Um, you know what I noticed was funny though? At the same point of the race, I overheard on the radio Russell saying, Yeah, it's almost time for slicks. And then like five seconds later, Alonzo? They, <laughs> no, it was uh, Carlos Sainz was like, No, it's not time for slicks yet. I think so Alonzo goes- too was like, It's not going to be soon. Oh, Alonzo so as well. There was a weird moment where like, I think Verstappen said it's too wet. Alonzo said it's not ready. And then uh, was it Russell or was it Leclerc? I can't remember. Someone's like, we're almost there. It was, I, th- I, I'm, I remember it was Russell. Was it Russell? He always, remember, what was the race? Was it Silverstone qualifying where it was raining and then he put on slicks and then on his outlap just literally crashed? <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember which race it was. I think it was Silverstone, but he put on slicks and even everyone was just like, what is he doing? And he called for it. That sounds like something he would do because I think George is impulsive at times. He's a risk taker. He, as a friend would put it, he runs hot. Like, I wonder if he gets really anxious and you, you can't be in a Formula One car. I don't think I think he's the type of person who doesn't like to get questioned. Be, and the reason why I have that vibe is because everything he does he blames other people and he also makes the stupidest decisions. So that tells me when people are telling him when he's in the garage or whatever, "Hey, we should do it this way, we should do it that way." He goes, "I'll take it in consideration, but I won't but you know, I won't at the same time." And then he mm. just does whatever he wants to do when he's on the track. What like like he's arrogant? I guess would be the word. I mean, just based on his clothing, you're right. You know how you can tell when someone just like how they dress. You're just like, I don't like that person. Yeah, literally judging a book by its cover. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend it, but if that's your bag, okay. <laughs> Let's talk predictions. All right, Japan's coming up this weekend. So what are you thinking for your poll for qualifying and then one, two, three for the race? Looking at the track, Suzuka, which in Gran Turismo is really fun to drift on if you have a steering wheel and pedal set. That's what I did all pandemic. <laughs> um, I want to say Verstappen takes it. It's... A fast track. It is. It's very fast. Yeah. Turns three through seven are, there's no real hard breaking points. No. I mean, nine, I guess. 11, obviously. 16. Okay. Yeah. Verstappen, I agree with that. And I think he's going to take fast slap. Yeah, he could. I mean, it depends on his position in the race. I think fastest lap might. I would say, I don't know. Yeah, fine. He can get the fastest lap. All right, what's your one, two, three? All right, I'd say it's Verstappen, Leclerc, and uh, maybe Hamilton will have his redemption. 
I doubt it, but I'll, I'll put him there. I need I need a Hamilton win or a Hamilton podium before the season's out. All right. Those are good suggestions. I'm going with Pole for Stappen. Okay. Um, and I'm also saying he's gonna get fast slap as well for the race. Uh for the one, two, three, I'm gonna say Verstappen. It's a very fast track, and he's just quick and really good at being quick. Yeah. Two, I'm going to say Leclerc as well. But I don't okay. I want to switch it up just so we don't have the same. I don't think Hamilton. Um, I'm going to say Perez again. All right. No, I'm going to change it to signs. <laughs> and I, I promise I won't forget Perez down the line, but I'm going to go Verstappen, Leclerc, signs. You're just not a fan of Perez. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, man, I just don't think he's focused. I literally think the team will do everything they can to have Verstappen win, and I feel like they're not focusing a lot on Perez. I think Singapore was a little bit of a mulligan in terms of Red Bull strategy because of the rain and everything, um, and because of yeah. all Verstappen's issues. But, yeah, I, I feel like even with this win, their focus isn't on Perez. No, then their focus will never be on Perez. Yeah. So that's why I'm not giving him podium. But he probably will. Who knows? He'll get first again, and my predictions will be destroyed. He's a Daniel Ricardo Red Bull always wanted. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, he's just number two. I mean, also in the Ferrari days of uh, Felipe Massa back, I think it was like... Or Bottas, I think uh, with Bottas Hamilton. Yeah, but I think I could tell more that he wanted to be number one, whereas uh, Perez is just kind of riding the wave. He's like, yeah, I'll win like maybe one or two races, get some Grand Prix wins, but I'm really just here to race and then just send that money back home to my family in Mexico. My favorite was Perez on the radio when he won. And he go, they're like, good job, Checo, good job, Checo. And he goes... <laughs> Keep your head down. Work hard. This is the Mexican way. And I was like, yes. Yeah. As always, our predictions are going to be on Forecast F1, forecast-f1.com. So go fill out your predictions as well. Give us a heads up and we will add you to our league. Yeah. And if you check our Instagram out, you can see where we're standing in our league. I think I overtook you. You did. I did. I, I dethroned the king. And you know what? I feel like there's a lot of eyes on me now. I feel like I'm very vulnerable as well because I'm not doing too good because of the whole Perez situation. So come dethrone me. Knock me off my hill at forecast-f1.com. All right, outro time. Thank you for listening to Stateside F1. Please like, comment, subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your sweet, sweet podcast content. Follow us on Instagram at Stateside F1 and TikTok at Stateside F1 Podcast. And feel free to DM us. Send us memes, comments, questions, suggestions, etc. We will respond and follow you back. See you next week. Later, guys. Thank you.